Welcome to the Health Data Ethics Podcast. I'm Jenny Owens. And in this episode, I wanted to spend some time thinking about the sources of healthcare data. And I started thinking about this after the last episode about wearables, right? My watch tracks my heart rate and my geographic location and the number of steps that I take a day. And that's all really interesting, useful, valuable information. But if I had an app on my phone where I had to type all that in, I probably would not be as dedicated to getting that data into the system. And I know that my data would be A, less reliable, and also B, much spottier than if it is automatically connected and automatically pumped into my app where I can probe it at will. And so I I find myself thinking about a really interesting tension that comes up a lot in the healthcare IT setting, which is our, our vast, unquenchable thirst for more data versus the kind of drought that we're having with our providers and their time and their energy. Every discrete data element that exists in the electronic health record is the product of a click or a tap or a selection from a menu. Every single individual data element that we pull out is the result of somebody's effort. And so there's a really, really interesting tension here between the desire to make documentation easier for the clinician or the caregiver and the desire to have that data be as discrete and as uh, numerous as possible. Um, I think it's really interesting because when I started my career, I was a research coordinator. And one of the things that research coordinators spend an absolutely astronomical amount of time doing is abstracting data from the medical record. So when I first started at Cleveland Clinic, I spent a lot of time reading individual patient notes, going through their uh, their medical record for years going back. So I I was a, a, a research coordinator on a cancer biorepository. And so on each of the patients that we collected samples from, I had to go back and say, did you have a previous history of cancer? Um, Did you, I need to pull all of the pathological notes from your cancer. So I need to read through the path note. I need to pull out the the relevant um, diagnosis, any other findings. I need to go back and I need to take a look at any treatments that you might've received for a previous incidence of cancer. So it was, it's, it gave me a really nice window into the electronic health record and a really solid grounding um, in some of the the ways that we document um, very early in my career, which was really nice because I came in not knowing anything about healthcare data. Um, but it also takes a lot of time and it was really manual, right? Like I am a person, I spent most of my day sitting and looking at Epic. Um, and the thing about this is when you're the person doing the documenting, when you're the designed end user of the system, you end up spending a lot of time working in the system rather than keeping your focus on the patient. Um, so there, there's this concept in uh, healthcare IT about pajama time, right? So you're a, you're a doctor, you're a nurse practitioner, you're somebody who's seen patients all day, you get through your, your roster full of patients, and then at the end of the day when you're in your pajamas, you're sitting on your couch and, and you're finishing up all of your notes, all of your documentation, making sure that all of the orders are in appropriately. And that's a, a key metric that we really try to reduce. Um, so we want to make we want to aim for as much of the relevant uh, and required documentation to be able to be completed in as little time as possible without detracting from the focus on the the, the caregiver patient relationship. This happens with some degree of success. I think there's always room for improvement, and it's interesting because. 
in my current role, where I do talk with a lot of caregivers about Epic and about, and I, I shouldn't be so specific about Epic, about the the electronic health record in general, because um, we do have caregivers who come from other systems who've used other other electronic health records. But some of them do report feeling kind of at the service of the software rather than that the software is serving and supporting them, you know, in their in their their role with the patient. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, I grabbed a paper from a couple years ago. It's a Dutch paper that talks about expectations in two health systems when they shifted from paper documentation into the electronic health record. And they had some neat techniques that they used to probe their caregivers. They had a nice mix of doctors, nurses, and non, uh, non-clinical caregivers there. And what really emerged as sort of the key themes was their, their expectations were that the new system would be fast faster than paper. And that was the number one thing, which really surprised me. Because when I think about electronic health records, fast isn't really the first thing that I would look for. I would think, and this was what they, these were the second things that they came up with. They said they wanted it to be aligned with their clinical processes. So they wanted it to be supportive of their clinical workflows. And uh, proper training was number three. They really wanted to make sure that they were appropriately supported as they learned this new system, um, which was really fascinating to me. Um, they also had some interesting thoughts about who should be granting access and uh, whether access should be self-service or should be governed by their IT group. And then as they were thinking about um, as they were thinking about things that were important and ways that they would select a particular electronic health record, they talked about evaluating EHRs on um, on their support right? So support, training, assistance, um, the usability to the end user, and the ability for the data to be reused. So the, this ties us back to where we were going at the beginning, right? The the drive to make the data more usable in large data sets is important, but it's not necessarily the first thought on the folks who are using this or thinking about switching to an electronic health record. I would be curious to know. So two two things, three things. So A, this study is from the Netherlands. Um, medical culture there different than medical culture in the United States. Um, two, these groups were shifting from paper records into an electronic health record. I think that that is really interesting. And then three, I would be really curious to know in a different medical culture in the United States, if we were to re-poll, for example, our caregivers, let's say that we were going to do a, a totally blank slate evaluation, we'd like to consider doing a different electronic health record, or we'd like to consider going back to paper. This will never happen, but let, let's say we could go back to paper. I would be curious to know what our what our caregivers today in 2013, because this paper came out a, a few years ago, 2013, wow, what our caregivers today in 2023... <laughs> Um, as opposed to a few years ago, what would they say were their highest priorities? I think that's something worth investigating.